I know that uh, trips for a while, you can get your hands on some uh, great deals to some destinations, but you know, Good Friday or Good Friday. Um, <laughs> it's a great Friday if you're a shopper. Black Friday is coming up. It's not just good. It's fantastic. Uh, has changed things because, you know, there might be some deals out there, but I think after Halloween, the, the price of flights started to go up. Although we still have a distrust of traveling during the pandemic. Canadians apparently need to put this travel risk into perspective. Here to talk about it, Dr. Frederic Dimanche, professor and director of the Ted Rogers School of Hospitality and Tourism Management at Ryerson University. Welcome to the show. Great to have you on. You're welcome. Good morning, Kelly. So where did this uh, fear of travel really uh, get legs? Was it mainly because of the media and uh, us discussing the risk of getting COVID-19? Well, you know, it's it's been the media, but it's also the, 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 um, the discussions and the talks of the politicians for the past 18 months. You know, we have been told it's a pandemic, it's dangerous, with very good reason, in fact. But we have been listening to those messages on a daily basis. And on a daily basis, the media reporting us, like you did just a few minutes ago, you know, how many people are in the ICU, how many people are being infected, et cetera, et cetera. And, and this, over the past 18 months, has contributed to, to building fear in the mind of people. Whereas now, we tend to be vaccinated. I mean, the vast majority of the people in this country are being vaccinated. Uh, the travel industry uh, has been making a, a tremendous effort to keep people safe with all kinds of different procedures. The borders are reopening. We know that in Canada, we have to travel if we are vaccinated, you know, whether it's to take the train or a plane. So in other words, in the past uh, 12 months, since we, we started the vaccination process, the risk of travel has gone down significantly. And yet people are still not very com comfortable with the idea of traveling. So we, we are hoping that, that um, you know, this will change because, um, you know, think about the stress that this has put on, on people. Not traveling for pleasure is one thing, but I know of many families that have not been reunited where, where kids have not seen grandparents, for example, and, and uh, it's taking a toll mentally on all of us. And, and uh, um, I'm hoping that, um, you know, people's perceptions of, of risk, you know, will change over the next few weeks. It's funny because I don't know if this is just a, a Canadian problem. I was talking to my best friend who lives in Ireland, and she was talking about the fact that she just booked a, a flight to the Canary Islands. She's going to be hopping on a plane and going there uh, in a week's time. Uh, are we uh, still gun-shy when it comes to traveling, or, or are we starting to warm up to the idea? And where do we sit when it comes to comparison in other countries and how they're traveling? So we, we are still shy comparing to other countries. There are a number of studies that have been conducted uh, in Europe, for example, in the United States and in Canada as well, to measure uh, perceptions of risk. And, and indeed, you know, we find that the Canadians tend to be more shy about traveling than, than anybody else. So, um, you know, remember that in Europe, for example, the borders reopened in June last year and, and the summer was actually quite a good season for the tourism industry. People did travel. Uh, they did go to the beach and to the mountains. So they may have changed the way they travel. Uh, you know, they, they were wearing masks and, and you know, they're paying attention uh, like, like they should. Um, but, but at least they have resumed traveling a lot more than the Canadians have. I noticed that the, you know, the government has been very loud about when they, you know, ban the flights to some destinations uh, in January 2021. And when they lifted that, 
They were very quiet about that announcement. They also very quiet about that global travel restriction at all. They 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 were not talking about it very much. How um how damaging has that been for the sector? Well, you know, on the one hand, we've had those messages that were you know very very strong about not traveling, stay at home, and all this kind of thing. Remember also, you know, the situation when the people who came back to Canada at one point or another had to stay in a hotel, you know, for a required quarantine of a few days until they tested negative. So all of this, you know, had an impact on on people, but also on the industry as well. So I think it's one of the reasons why the, the Canadian government has been very quiet about this when they, uh, you know, reopened basically the borders. A, a few weeks ago, there was not even a press release, um, and, and I think it's it's about being consistent. You know, they don't want to appear to to be uh, uh, going from one side of the story to the other in just a few months. So, um, you know, they, they let the news uh, came came about, and and uh, at, at least you know the, the travel industry has been uh, uh, active uh, in, in trying to to convince people that yes, you could travel again either by by train or by plane, domestically or internationally. The risk isn't zero, obviously. Uh, we can have, even if you're double vaccinated, you can have a, a breakthrough case. Um, but the risk is definitely lower than it was before we started to get vaccinated and before our public health guidelines. How important is it that we um, make sure the message is loud and clear that although your risk has been lowered, we still have to follow those masking mandates and, and health, you know, hand hygiene and such? Absolutely, that's essential. We are still in a state of pandemic, and there is always a risk. There is always a risk when we when you travel anyway, wherever you're going. But with the pandemic, you know that risk is always there. So, um, you know, w- whether you travel in Canada or internationally, you have it's 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 upon your responsibility as an individual, you know, to pay attention to the type of behavior that you maintain at home. If you go shopping, you wear a mask, right? If you are working in the city, you wear a mask. When you go to a restaurant, you know, you wear a mask until you sit down and eat. So all those behaviors have to be enforced when people are traveling as well. That's the best way to protect themselves. Whenever I, you know, read a story like this, I'm always just based on what I do for a living and the conversations that I have with experts like you, I'm always looking for that string to pull. And I wonder if, uh, you know, when I was reading the the fact that, you know, people are still frightened of traveling and that the government has been, you know, very lax on letting us know that they've lifted some travel restrictions that were, you know, for non-essential travel uh, outside the country, but they're very favorable on on tourism here in Canada and promoting that. How much of that is a strategy to get the economy humming again, to actually look after our own tourism industry that uh, is domestic? Well, there is some some of that for, for sure. But remember that the fear of travel is not only about international travel, it's also about domestic travel. Um, we, we know some people who are still, you know, very cautious about traveling from one part of the country to the other. But but for sure, you know, we, you know, the, the travel industry, remember, the hospitality and tourism industry um, uh, was represented about 10% of the workforce in Canada before the pandemic. And we've lost many of those workers and, and we are suffering from a labor crisis right now. So it's, it's essential for the industry and for the economy to, to you know, get back slowly uh, and efficiently and safely um, in, into traveling again. So it actually doesn't quite matter whether people are traveling internationally or, or, or domestically. I'm not here to tell people to, to travel at all costs, but, you know, I, 
I want people to understand that if they decide to travel domestically or internationally, they need to do it with confidence and they need to do it by maintaining the type of, of uh, barrier gestures that we have been using for the past 18 months. I assume that the fatigue that everybody's feeling with this pandemic actually will lead to more people thinking, you know what, I'm going to take my chances. Are you in agreement? Do you think we're going to see an uptick of people traveling this, especially uh, to sunnier destinations this winter? I, yes, probably. I think we'll see an uptick for sure. Um, you know, people definitely have been tired with this with this pandemic. And, and I, I was saying earlier that it's also impacting our mental health. Uh, it's impacting families, uh, families that have not seen each other for, for a long time. So I think little by little, people will gain that confidence and say, hey, you know, I, I can travel, I can do it safely, you know, the, the airports, the train stations, everybody is working very hard to, to keep travelers uh, safe. And, and uh, here is an opportunity for us to, to contribute to the economy, to, to contribute to hiring people, you know, who have lost their job in the past 12 months. And, um, you know, hopefully we all do this in a very safe and, and conscious way. We, we have to be careful. We are still in the state of pandemic. Frederic, thank you very much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. You're welcome. Have a good day. You as well. Dr. Frederic Dimanche is a professor and director at the Ted Rogers School of Hospitality and Tourism Management at Ryerson University, talking about putting your perspective of uh, your fear, rather, into perspective when it comes to uh, the risk of traveling or the, you know, uh, how much risk is involved with traveling right now. And I think anecdotally, uh, people that I know that have started to travel, once you rip that bandage off, you are traveling a lot. Like you, you're booking the next trip. It just doesn't end with one.